As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is CSN's Redskins Talk, presented by Commuter Connections. Here is your host, J.P. Finley. What's up, everybody? J.P. Finley here, Redskins Talk Podcast. This is a special edition because there is some big news to talk about with the Redskins signing of Zach Brown. I'm going to be joined by my number one dude, Rich Tandler. We're going to break down this signing and what it means for the Redskins defense. Before we get going, a quick word from our sponsors at Commuter Connections. A couple clicks is all it takes to share a ride to work when you want, where you want, for free. CommuterConnections.org, 800-745-RIDE. Or check out their app, Carpool Now. Tandler, what is up, dude? Hey, doing good. Wow. So, Zach Brown, I know it's only a one-year deal, but I, I think maybe it's not quite a home run, but I think this is a stand-up triple. I go with the double. If it was for more years, I could, I could give it a triple. Stand-up double, then. Yeah, I go, I go with, a, with a good, solid, ringing double. So, all right, let's let's talk about kind of his resume and, and build from there. So, you know, I've been pouring over this guy's kind of stats and whatever information I can get over the last 24 hours. His speed jumps off the page. I don't know if you saw the tweet I sent out. He is his 40 time at the combine, granted in 2012, but when he was he was going through the combine, his 40 time was faster than every projected starter on the Redskins secondary. He ran a 4-5, and the four projected starters in my head anyway, and you can tell me if you disagree, but Breland and Norman on the corners, and then Swearinger and Cravens in the back end all ran 4-6 plus. I, I find that pretty remarkable that a linebacker is going to be the fastest guy on the defense. Yeah, he's definitely got some got some quicks, got some speed, and that's kind of, you know, that, that sort of athleticism. It's one thing missing, and I'll just—I'll say not just from the inside linebacker position. I would say on the defense as a whole, you know, the kind of speed, athletic ability, quickness that, that he has is uh, is something that's been missing from that that defense for a for a while. Agreed, and I, I think the ability to get lateral—I mean, to to go kind of sideline to sideline. The last guy to me that had that speed was Keenan Robinson. But he wasn't, he wasn't a very sure tackler. And I think what we saw, if the Zach Brown that played in Buffalo last season that nearly made 150 tackles, had the second most tackles in the NFL, 
if that guy shows up this fall for the skins and he, he's still going to have the speed, I, I, I think it, it it's a paradigm shift for the Redskins defense. I, I really think so. Yeah, I agree. Just, a, a, again, a guy who can go do that sideline to sideline and get, you know, chase down a running back who, who may break free of the, of the line initially. Um, you know, things like that, that, you know, that it would definitely be a, an addition of dimension that defense hasn't had. The other thing about Keenan Robinson, again, like I agree, good, good athlete. He had problems staying on the field. Uh, Zach Brown, 2014, he missed 15 games with, uh, with a shoulder injury, but four is four out of, of his four other NFL seasons, 16 games every season. So I, I think, I think we can say he's, at least reasonably durable. Yeah, but you know, if you're gonna point to that, in 2015 he played 16 games, but was only starting five of them for a pretty bad Tennessee defense. So I'm curious, kind of what went wrong in Tennessee, and I'm curious how he ends up in Buffalo on a one-year kind of short-change deal, and and I'm still curious how he ends up in DC on a one-year deal. Um, I was listening to Cooley on 980 talk about Zach Brown, and his point was that because Brown only really had the one year playing at an elite level last season with the Bills, it's hard for teams to give him maybe four years at that dollar amount, and that's why he went one year. I'm curious what you think. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that was 1.45 million last year. I mean, that was. You know that that's like you know that's a lot of money to you and me, but in NFL terms, that's you know coming off of four years. Dude, that's the that's the deal Kendall Reyes signed. I mean, yes, exactly. Um, actually, Kendall Reyes walked away with about three million oh. for for a couple of games worth of work. But anyway, so yeah, you know, I would like to would like to see, would like to know a little more. But but you know, you're right. They kind of, teams have just kind of let him walk away without much of an argument, you know, and then sometimes it's a matter of just finding the right fit, you know, like take, just take Mason Foster. I mean, he was cut by, you know, cut by, let, you know, a couple teams let him go, but he was cut by the Bears, if I'm not mistaken. I know he played with the Bears and the Bucks. I think it was the Bears, um, you know, before the Redskins signed him early in, uh, early in 2015. Uh, 20, uh, and, uh, you know, he, you know, they, they just kind of walk away. It turns out he's a good fit with the Redskins. We will see if Brown turns out to be a better fit here than he was in Buffalo and Tennessee. Well, and, and so you bring up kind of the interesting next question. I, I think it's pretty fair to assume that Brown starts for the Redskins' defense. What inside linebacker do you think he pushes off the field between Mason Foster and Will Compton? Foster, I, th- I think I think Foster goes to that nickelback role that was Cravens last year, and it's Brown because neither neither Brown nor Foster is really comfortable calling defenses. Somebody in there's got to do it, so that's going to remain Will Compton, I think. Yeah, oh, um, that's interesting. But I I would say Brown in there on the first down of that nickel, you can bring in Foster. You're saying along with Brown? Because I, I think you've got to keep Brown in the nickel situation because of his pass cover skills. Yeah, I think you can have all three of them on or, you know, take Compton on. I mean, you can, you know, there's all kinds of ways to, to, to mix and match. The thing is, he gives you some flexibility. He gives you some options. Yeah. Well, and the thing, I mean, I, I know that the assumption is that Will, that Compton will be back, but he currently isn't under contract. And that is a, a possibility that somebody claims him. 
or puts in a higher tender, rather. Well, I think it's a, yeah, I mean, that's true. I would say it's a slim possibility, but you have to say it's a possibility. So somebody just tweeted me, Tandler, and, and I don't know the truth behind this, but it sounds right, that Zach Brown was the Maryland State champ in the 100-meter and 200-meter his senior year of high school. That's pretty good. Yeah. I was I was not much of a track star, Tandler. I don't know about you. No. I, <laughs> I was never never had quite had that, 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 that burning speed. All right, let's take a quick pause to remind everybody to come hang out with us Wednesday night, April 5th at Penn Quarter Sports Tavern. This will be the last podcast before the podcast party where we are celebrating you guys listening to us. So please come out. Rich Tandler, you, you are or are not going to sing? I couldn't get you to commit last time. Not. Like I said, my appearance speed was not high enough to, to get me to sing. So I'm just going to say hi, shake hands, and talk Redskins. What about dancing? Will you dance? Way, way, way lower. So, what costs less, singing or dancing? Uh, singing costs less. Okay, good to know. I still think, I would argue, I'm, you know what, I'm going to make a, uh, a strong case for something, but real quick, we're going to hear from our sponsors. A couple clicks is all it takes to pay your bills, to share your thoughts, and now to share a ride. A couple clicks gives you more options to more places for free. Register to Rideshare today at commuterconnections.org or 800-745-RIDE. Try our new Carpool Now app, too. I would argue that Zach Brown is a really good player, but maybe DJ Swearinger is the more important signing on defense. But I still think Terrell Pryor might be the, the best signing they've had so far this offseason. I'm curious if you were going to rank these guys, Tandler, what your exact rankings would be. Yeah, I could go with that. I think prior, because you lost the two, you know, the 2,000-yard receivers, and he's a guy that you that you bring in to a 1,000-yard receiver in some pretty difficult circumstances in Cleveland with the quarterback situation the way it was, and him and his first-year wide receiver. I, I think he's definitely at the top. And then uh, I think I could go Swearinger just because the the safety position has been such a such a train wreck for such a very long time. He's not necessarily a an ideal solution, but he is uh, he is a solution. He will help. He's a he's an upgrade over over what they've had. Well, and you've got him for three years. I mean, the Zach Brown thing, the the prior thing to me offensively. You kind of only have cousins for a year, so it's okay to only invest in a big-time receiver like that for a year. And if Doxon develops, you should have a number one receiver playing on the other side there. Um, Brown, it's a lot harder to kind of know what that will look like down the road because Foster's a free agent after this year. I mean, the linebacking group, I, I think they should still, especially if a guy like Ruben Foster is there at 17, I think you should strongly consider him if you're the Redskins. You know, obviously a lot of that will kind of depend on what else is happening around them. But I, I think Swearinger could stabilize that position for a while. And maybe I'm more bullish on Swearinger than most, or, or it sounds like, than you are, Tandler. But, you know, I've, I've watched some of his play from last year. I've read a lot. I've talked to some people. I think he's going to be a really good fit for this team. Well, is, is he going to? You know, how is he at free safety? You know, I think they did play some there last year, but, you know, are they going to have two strong safeties on the field 
with him and with uh, Suwon Craven. That that's my one question. I, I I like him hitter. I think he's a good football player to to quote the uh, to quote uh, Mr. McLuhan, uh-huh. uh, the part of Mr. McLuhan. Um, but you know, can he work at free safety? That's my you know that's my question there. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling up this. Um... I think what Gruden said about DJ in Phoenix is pretty interesting. So the quote, I think the good thing about DJ is his ability, his growth. I think DJ, when you watch him in his career, he may be disappointed a little bit early. But last year, I think he played as good a safety as any in the NFL, quite frankly. He's done it in different spots. Wasn't just a box safety. He played in the hole. He played half the field. He played corners. He played everything. Very productive. Brings a great energy. Just talking to him and shaking his hand for the first time, you just have a good feeling about the sense of how much he loved football. The Skins, now, granted, they just signed him, so they better like him, right? I mean, right. He's, he's kind of, yeah, I, I didn't expect uh, Jay to go, to go trashing him or anything. No, but Jay's also not one to blow smoke, and for him to say played as good as any safety in the NFL. Now, granted, it's one season, and it's probably snippets of a season, if if Jay's being totally honest, where he performed at that level. I I, I think there's value in that signing, big time. Well, it's like I said, it's certainly, you know, we can argue about how much of an upgrade it is, but it certainly is an upgrade. Okay, so are you with me? I count five new starters on the Redskins' defense. McLean, McGee. Brown, Cravens, Swearinger. You agree? Oh, yeah. Right. Cravens changing position. Yes. Well, Cravens didn't start last year either. So, right. Um, what do they do with D. Hall? How many safeties will they carry? They'll carry four or five. All right. So, if they carry five, so uh, we obviously have Sua and Swearinger, but then you got D. Hall who's going to have to restructure. I mean, that's the only way that works. And then four point two five million is not gonna no no and then not gonna fly Blackman and DeShazer Everett Blackman gives them some really good versatility DeShazer Everett is a young guy that to me of those three guys he should be the last guy you cut I think I think they're either gonna have to carry five or or D Hall is in a tough spot coming back from a second straight year of of major injury or do you maybe make Blackman a nickel corner again. Yeah. You know, and have have, have a guy with some depth with some versatility to slide back there. Yeah, and Blackman was good in that slot corner role in 2015. Yeah. I think he made a couple plays on the ball, didn't he? Like two interceptions or something? I think you're right. But so there's still the whole I mean, we can talk about the strong moves they've made and, and I think Brown, Pryor, Swearinger are all strong moves. But the defensive line they still need to bolster there. I, I think it's fairly obvious. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I wonder. Can't start the season with what they have now. Well, you think they're going to sign anybody? No, there's they're the draft. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's what they, you know, they signed two free agents. That's fine. That's good. But they, they, need, they need some young talent. It was first round, second round, third round. You know, they need to find a guy who can have some impact this year and hopefully them start in the next year or two. Yeah, I, I 
I truly think at 17 they're going edge rusher. I, I just think there's so much talent early in the draft at that position that, that you're able to get a potential like serious impact guy at 17. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but they do have I mean, I, I think I, I think you take a pass rush whenever you get them. I know they had. I, I just I have a draft profile TJ Watt going up either later today or tomorrow, and it'll uh, you know you, you just you look at it and you really the only guy you can bank on is you know is Ryan Kerrigan who is consistent. He's not you know he's not great, but he's very consistent. He's going to be out there. He'll make some sacks. He'll make some plays, but you know beyond that, Gillette's on one-year contract. Trent Murphy's on the last year of his deal, and Preston Smith. You know who knows who's going to show up on a given day for Preston Smith. Right. So yeah, that is that is you know there are bodies there. There's potential there. You know there there's four potential double-digit sack players there, but a you can't really count on it from day to day, and b in 2018, who's going to be there? Right. Well, and heck, in 2017, who's going to be there? Galette's missed the last two seasons. Murphy's facing a suspension. I mean, there's questions just on the guys that are under contract. Yes. Oh, all right. Real quick, I want to do some quarterback talk. One interesting thing as it pertains to D.C., and then one thing as it pertains to the rest of the NFL. We'll be right back. A couple clicks is all it takes to pay your bills, to share your thoughts, and now to share a ride. A couple clicks gives you more options to more places for free. Register to ride share today at commuterconnections.org or 800-745-RIDE. Try our new Carpool Now app, too. So, Tandler, we can't get past this. Tony Romo retiring from football to go to the broadcast booth. I'm surprised just because I don't know why he wouldn't pursue one year with the Texans a team that is really good. I mean, that defense is Super Bowl good. They've got good playmakers around, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is a stud. They've got some guys that can run the ball. I really thought he would end up in Houston, and if he could stay healthy, go on a run. I'm curious what you think happened there. Well, a few things. First of all, I mean, his, you know, his his back is not, you know, it's not good. Yeah. You know, it's, he's still proud of being the back and the collarbone. And everything like that. I mean, it just you know. I, I think he had to think that if he, you know, the, the chances of him getting through a season without uh, without getting injured were were not were not good. You know, once once that starts to go, it starts to go. You know, second, those jobs, the number one network analyst, they don't come along very often. You know, yeah, we're going to get rid of. They're going to move on from Phil Sims, which is thank you CBS <laughs> for the games I do watch on there. Fire, thank you very much. Um, if, you know, if they're going to move on from from him, you know, if it wasn't Romo, it was going to be somebody else. Now it's not like he couldn't find TV work, you know, but that gives him a chance to spend. You know, he spent a few days a week on the road, maybe a little more when you have the uh, on the weeks when they have the Thursday night games, and but then the rest of the time he's home. You know, he's at home with the family. He's got a, yeah. a little one on the way. I just think it was a lifestyle choice as much as anything. I think I saw that he's made $127 million in his career as, as much as more than any undrafted free agent ever. So I just think he decided to, to just end the ride. I mean, Damn, I'm dude. Getting off. Thanks. Thanks for everything. And I'm going to go. Now I can go do this for 20 years or however long you want to. 
127 million bucks. Oh my god. All right. So, just playing out the string here. Now Houston has a Super Bowl caliber defense and and absolutely no quarterback. I don't want to hear about Tom Savage. I mean, just because you're better than Brock Osweiler doesn't mean you're good, you know? Right, and they're drafting, well, they're drafting in the 20s, right? Somewhere 23, 24, I think. Well, and they probably just gave up. They gave up their second-round pick to move Osweiler, right? Yeah. Probably thinking that they were going to be able to get Tony Romo. Indeed, right. Do you think any, do you expect to hear any Kirk Cousins Houston rumors? Oh, if I don't, I'll write them. <laughs> I mean, it's something something you have to speculate about, right? I mean, it's you know that that team could win now, and and Kirk can win now, right? Now the question is, I'm looking trying to find there. They have thirty million dollars in cap space, so I mean, they could get a deal done, or they could just take them on the tag, right? You know, they they can take them and say, you know, and keep them for for. Years. Just like the skins, right? Right. I, I, at this point, after listening to Bruce and Jay tell me repeatedly to my face that Kirk will be the quarterback in 2017, I, I don't think a trade is going to happen. But you never know when a new, a new team, a new contender emerges. You know? Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, seven years ago today. The Donovan Donovan McNabb trade came without any hint from anybody. It just dropped on Easter Sunday. That's wild. So, yeah, you know, that's you know, st- yeah, stuff like that happened. What did the Skins give up for McNabb? I don't remember. A second and a, I think that would be a fourth. And then they traded him to Minnesota for the Alfred no, Moore fifth back, I think fifth or a sixth to Minnesota. Yeah. Well, it was the sixth, because isn't that what they've drafted Alfred Morris with? No, I think that was the, uh, the Hainsworth pick. Uh, I could be wrong. I'm willing to go soda bet on that. When I Tell you what, listeners, when you hear this, whichever one of us is right, let us know on Twitter. Um, Tam, I got one more question for you, but tell everybody your Twitter. It's uh, Rich underscore Tandler CSN. And mine is J.P. Finley, C.S.N. Finley is spelled with an A, damn it. Taylor. No, you're right. Aha! Uh-huh. Looked it up. All right. You owe me a soda, dude. Okay. Um, Soda is the currency that never really gets paid. That's true. I'm, I feel like I probably owe you seven sodas that I've never you paid. You probably do. Um, I think I still owe you a Chick-fil-A lunch, actually. Actually, you're right. Well... You know, there's a statute of limitations on that thing, so if, if you don't claim it, I don't know if you're going to get it. I didn't know there was a statute of limitations. Well, I, I just established that rule. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, grade, two-part two question. What is your grade on the Zach Brown signing? Well, what's a double? A double is a B, B minus? I guess, yeah. Maybe a double is a B, a triple is a B plus, and then beyond that is an A. How's that sound? I don't think it's a B minus okay. signing. To me, I, I think calling it B minus would be unfair. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm a tough grader. You are, dude. You're a tough grader. You are. All right, so then what do you give the skins overall in free agency so far? Removing the McLuhan mess. Uh. 
I'll, I'll stick with the B, B minus. I, I think probably in their division, you know, which is what you're looking for immediately. You know, I, I think they did. Uh, Dallas lost a ton of people. The Eagles lost a few guys, but they got uh, Alshon Jeffrey, also on a one-year contract. And Torrey Smith. Uh, the Giants kind of, you know, they had their big splash last year. Yeah, but so, they kept everybody unexpectedly. I mean, they've mostly kept that defense intact, and they added Brandon Marshall. I think. Yeah, I do forget about Marshall. I think going into 2017. I think going into 2017, the Giants are clearly the best team in the division. But I think now, granted, the D line still needs work, but the Redskins. I think the way everything happened with Scott McLuhan was a mess, and that all still needs to be addressed. But on the field, I think they're in a pretty good spot for 2017. I, I think they're in a better spot than Dallas. I think that Dallas offense is so contingent on running the ball well, losing those O-linemen are going to really hurt them. And then they lost a lot on a defense that wasn't all that good. Right. Yeah, that's true. The Eagles they lost the whole <laughs> Anybody left on defense? That's the question. Uh, Rod Marinelli and Stephen Paya they signed, so look out. Yeah. Um, and the Eagles will just kind of have to see. I mean, Wentz looked good as a rookie, but is he really ready to go kind of that next step? Is that defense ready to be a little bit better? They they struggled in the secondary, so but um, all right. Where are you gonna be Wednesday night, Taylor? Tomorrow at 5 30. 5 30. Social. No, man. What? Pen Quarter. Quarter. Pen Quarter Sports Tavern. Okay, that's it. That's the place. That is the place. Um, I just like to climb, make sure I'm typing the right thing into my, my Google Maps to be able to find it. Yeah, seriously. Are you bringing Skeeter? No, Skeeter, Skeeter will stay home. I'm, I'm, she's not old enough. No? No. She, three, well, maybe in dog years. Three in dog years, I think, gets you to 21. Yeah, she probably would. All right. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Please keep checking out all our stuff on csmmidatlantic.com. I I feel like we kind of kicked butt on the Brown signing, Tandler. We had had the news, and then we had kind of all different layers of analysis on it. I I was proud of the work we did in a pretty short amount of time on that. Yeah, every every angle you could possibly uh, want from – yeah, the effects of the one-year deals, I think we, we hit on that a couple of different ways to the draft, what effect it'll have on the draft, which, spoiler for my article, is none. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I think we did a good job. Well, and we know that you're going to drop some Kirk Cousins to the Texans fire coming up here in the next couple of days, so look out yeah, for that. I, I think I will. I think I will. Just, for, just to explore it, you know, you, you guys know me. I'm not going to go all sensational off the reservation, but it's something that needs to be looked at and discussed some okay before we say goodbye one more time thank you to the good folks at commuter connections a couple clicks is all it takes to share a ride to work when you want where you want for free commuterconnections.org 800-745-RIDE and the app is carpool now tandler i will see you at Penn quarter sports tavern man all right man okay thanks guys if you made it this far i owe you a beer <laughs> i owe you a beer <laughs>